Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like I'm constantly reminding myself that we are all carrying around different stressors, big and small. But when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And naturally, that can start to affect everything else around us, too. Therapy can be a safe place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I know that therapy isn't for everyone, but it definitely has benefited me in the past with learning how to sit with my feelings, set boundaries with people, and I don't know, learn how to function with a little less shame. But if you are thinking of starting therapy and access has been hard for you, maybe better help is the right fit. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. You can get it off your chest with better help. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MakeYourBed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MakeYourBed. Good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. Yesterday, we started talking about what it'll take to reimagine our relationships with work so that we can start prioritizing people over profit. Because as it stands now, work isn't working. It's badly distributed. People have either too much or too little, or they have both too much and too little in the same week. And away from unpredictable, all-consuming workplaces, it's natural that our vital human activities that keep us happy, healthy, connected, and alive are increasingly neglected. And this is coming directly from that Guardian article by Andy Beckett, the radical idea of a world without jobs. And he says, workers lack the time and energy to raise children attentively or look after elderly relations. The crisis of work is also a crisis of home. The neglect will get only worse and worse as the population grows and ages. And finally, beyond all these dysfunctions loom the most disgust, most existential threats to work as we know it which is automation and the state of the environment. Some recent estimates suggest that between a third and a half of all jobs could be taken over by artificial intelligence in the next two decades. While other forecasters doubt whether work can be sustained in this current toxic form on a warming planet. And here's the thing. I'm not anti-AI taking over a lot of the useless, tedious, ridiculous jobs that are out there to save energy, time, and creative resources 
so we can apply them towards the things that are necessary for sustaining a more healthy relationship with our planet and our environment. And I think the real key thing that's wrong with work culture is that we have been conditioned to believe that it is unavoidable and natural. But the idea of a world that's freed from work, whether entirely or in part, has been encouraged and asked for and expressed by entire populations since capitalism started, but has been mocked and suppressed for as long as capitalism has existed. The point is, moral philosophers and humanitarians and activists have been thinking of ways that we can better commit to what society actually needs rather than these manufactured ideals. But because of our modern day culture putting so much value on work, those incredibly thoughtful and poignant theories are largely portrayed as a joke or as too utopian and impossible. In 1845, Karl Marx was writing that in a communist society, workers could be freed from the monotony of a single draining job to hunt in the morning, fish in the afternoon, rear cattle in the evening, and criticize after dinner. In 1884, the socialist William Morris proposed that in beautiful factories of the future, they'll be surrounded by gardens for relaxation and employees should only work four hours a day. And in 1930, the economist John Maynard Keynes predicted that by the early 21st century, advances in technology would lead to an age of leisure and abundance, in which people might work 15-hour weeks. In 1980, as robots began to depopulate factories, French social and economic theorist André Gortz declared, The abolition of work is a process already underway. The manner in which it is to be managed constitutes a central political issue of the coming decades. But the crisis of work has become increasingly unavoidable as time has passed. And as such, theorists have been rediscovering and developing these ideas further with more nuance and understanding. Because like I mentioned yesterday, work as we know it is not currently working. In 2018, David Graeber wrote a book called Bullshit Jobs, A Theory which contends that over half of societal work is pointless and is destructive psychologically, socially, and environmentally. And though I don't think every employee should just up and quit tomorrow, as we would need infrastructure and social plans in place before we could do that, it is our jobs to stop associating work with self-work, because that shit is so toxic and it is so ingrained in us, but it's detrimental to everything that we do. So while I don't think it's fair to use shame as a motivator or shame anyone for working to survive in a society that forces that, I think it is also vital that we start disconnecting our own idea of self-worth and the worth of others from what we consider productive or what they can produce. It is a puritanical way of thinking that a toiling working class who struggles is the most noble one. It's simply not true, but the government wants us to think it's true so that we keep working pointless jobs so we don't have the time to revolt against all the bullshit atrocities that they're putting us up against. If we had the time and energy to be pissed at all of the rich people who don't pay a dime in taxes, yet live off of ours, yet continue to lobby for things that suppress our own well-being, let's just say the French Revolution would have looked like a cakewalk. No pun intended. And there are solutions to this that wouldn't change our taxes at all. If we just 
sold one out-of-date aircraft carrier, we could afford a UBI for 10 years. And if you don't know what a UBI is, you don't need to bust out the cranberry juice. UBI stands for Universal Basic Income, meaning everyone who is born, regardless of when, where, or how, deserves to live without an obligation to work or debt. When everyone has access to the things they need to survive, healthcare, food, water, shelter, and education, we promote the establishment of more essential jobs rather than the pointless pursuit of productivity for productivity's sake. Because that's where we're at now. We're at productivity for productivity's sake, and no one is able to benefit from that productivity but, like, 12 fucking people. And we're exhausted. Even if you are someone with a quote-unquote successful job, the toxic management and work culture has led each and every one of us to feel like we are not living up to our full potential. We will never feel fulfilled when we continue to have to do everything we can to achieve fulfillment, but are never offered the freedom to do so on our own. Work culture today is frustrating and demeaning and disheartening, and it's beyond a humanitarian crisis. But the concepts that are there to fix it have been rallied against by these capitalists who have vested interest in keeping things the way they are. So we got to educate ourselves and get to know better ways so we can demand those better ways. Because if we don't know that it exists, how the heck are we going to know that we can vote for it? And I think that does it for this episode. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. I love you so stinking much. And I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Bye, cutie. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.